I'm Anne, and I'm an Erper. And I'm Casey. I have no idea what an Erper is, but I want in. Join us on Why Not, a Winona Earp fangirl podcast as I introduce Casey to my favorite show and find out if she has what it takes to be an Erper. Hi, and welcome back to Why Not, a Winona Earp fangirl podcast. Hey, Casey. Hey, Anne. I thought I could hear myself echoing for a second. Everything sounds good on your end? I hear myself echoing for a second. Everything good on your end? Fuck off. Fuck off. (laughs) 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 How are you? Do you know what what day it is today? Best friend day. Best friend day. National best friend day. So in honor, well, in honor of it, I thought I would let you tell me 10 things you love about me. Oh, off the tip of my yeah, head? Yeah, wait, Just don't off worry. the top of my head? Yeah, I got time. Just 10. <sighs> Nine. 10. Number 10. It's like a pop you quiz. You're folding. Fantastic. You're crumbling under the pressure. You're always prepared. Me? I am always prepared. Go mm-hmm. on. Number nine. We used to be able to share shirts. Number eight, um, you are a good driver. Number Are you seven, just making this up now? Or are these real? You look fantastic in glasses. Number six. Okay, stop. I was just kidding. I can't take any more compliments. It's too much. Stop. Stop. If I had a minute, I'd be able to tell you a hundred things. Okay, now you're just getting gross. What? I'm serious. <laughs> don't make me cry. We're just starting the podcast. You don't cry. That's number seven. You don't cry. <laughs> I do cry. <laughs> I cry more that now noise? that I'm not on Zoloft anymore. Is my bathroom about to go into space? Do you Is hear that? tornado? It must be the air conditioning. Whoops. You have the air conditioning on? It's three million degrees here. Really? Uh-huh. And 120% humidity. It's ridiculously hot. Even though I never go outside because I'm always in my house now that I work from home. I made my kids go on a walk with me this afternoon. I'm like, come on. You're coming with me. Oh, yeah, like the East Coast and you guys are having a heat wave and it was like 75 today and I wore jeans and a sweatshirt. Wow. That would be perfect, 75. That's what I do now because I'm cold if it's like below 80 degrees. Okay, Nana. I know, right? Anyway, what are we here for? We're here to do a podcast? Yeah. One of my favorite episodes of all time. This was really a good episode. It really was. Like when we were going through the live watch, I'm like, this is a really good episode. And I couldn't wait to go back and watch it again, but I had to, the only, the only time I had a a chance to go back and watch it again was to do notes. So now I want to go back and just like watch it. Mm -hmm. It does not disappoint. Like Mm -hmm. I, I think it's one of the only episodes that I can, well, there are a bunch of episodes I can do it with, but this one for sure, I can watch it and I can say what they're saying as they say it. Oh, for real? Yeah. I'm super obnoxious. I'm like, Monique. (laughs) (laughs) Like guessing all the things as it happens. Yeah, I'm a real funny. gas to watch it. With. I bet you are, oh, like me and time. Soy Married an Axe Murderer, and I can just mm-hmm. pipe her down. Uh, so, what episode are we? Li- so, are we're on we season about? three, episode seven. It's called "I Fall to Pieces." Um, I also just was informed by 
year that it's nicknamed Gnome Wife. Um, it's written by Noel Carbone and directed by Grant Harvey. It aired on August 31st, 2018. So good. It's like my notes were getting a little crazy and I'm going to try not to go off of them too much because it, it would literally just be me typing <sighs> the whole dialogue because it's, mm-hmm. it's so dialogue heavy, but it's also mm-hmm. physical comedy heavy, but it's like everything is just so funny. I just want to write it all down. Right. Yeah, I agree. It was a lot of note taking. And then I'm like, God, I really shouldn't put all of this in. But how could you not? Because it was all good. All good. Excellent writing. Yeah. So we start off by Winona and Charlie, and they're all hot and heavy in the fire truck. And at first I was like, is this still the same goddamn fire truck? Are they still freaking going at it? Oh, good point. Yeah, um, and Winona makes a comment, like, this is the last time we're doing this, and Charlie tries to tell her, like, oh, it's it's good stress relief. Um, and then we find out that, nope, they're not at the Christmas tree lot anymore. They are definitely in the firehouse, because Deputy Hot is there delivering coffee and donuts and thank yous with Waverly. And um, as they're doing that, the firemen mention that Nemily actually used to call them the hose jockeys. So, like, they were not very impressed that she was there and Waverly's like, yeah, but his sense of humor wasn't the best. And, you know, hot wants them to know that when she's sheriff, that they're definitely going to be respected and supported. And then she also slips in that she's going to pre-order a dozen of their calendars. So back in the fire truck, Charlie and Winona are getting dressed after they were like really going at it for a really long time. Not a really long time, but enough time to make me a little bit blushy. (laughs) And um, so they're getting dressed and he makes a comment that he didn't know that um, she and Waverly were, uh, or sorry, that Waverly was Hot's girlfriend. And Winona checks him and is like, are you sure you're not a homophobe? And he's like, no, not me. I love Purgatory Pride. It's his favorite event of the year. And Winona didn't even know that there was a Purgatory Pride. So he goes on to say that Hot warned him about Winona, and she's like, warned him about, warned him about what? That she's like super flexible. And he goes, no, that she's a hot mess. And then she says, well, that's better than a cold tidy, which was one of your Easter eggs. I caught it. I caught it right at the live. I was like, there it is. But then I, I can't remember what it was at the end of the live. You have like 60 witnesses of you catching it. So. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then Charlie thanks um, Winona for what they've been doing. And she kind of leans back as they're making out again. And she hits the siren on the truck. Awkward. So now everybody's eyes are on her as she gets out of the fire truck. And she's like, nothing to see here. Just an adult woman with adult woman needs leaving a fire hall. And Hot kind of slides away. And she's like, let me guess. You need a ride? Or Slyly says that, like, let me guess, you need a ride. And Winona says, I had a ride. I need a nap. Uh, and I might need a ride. <laughs> and um, so then Waverly chimes in. And she's like, well, I guess you and Doc are no longer a thing. And Winona's like, no, we were never a thing. Oh, and by the way, I haven't even seen him for a week. Right. It's like Which the must have been really weird because they saw each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, all the time. And we know that it's been a week. So it's like we have a time frame now, right? Right. Uh, yeah, like the most awkward walk of shame ever. Like she just oh, walks God. out and everyone is frozen, eyes on her. No doubt. Uh, this this episode also, I think, is one of the episodes that has, I feel like it has the most amount of gifts on Twitter 
available. Oh, for real? It's like this episode. I swear to God. Like as I'm watching really? it, I'm like, oh, that's one of the best gifts. Oh, that's a scene from one of the oh, best gifts ever. God. Yeah. And um, so the part where she's like, and I'll pre-order a dozen of your calendars. Uh-huh. And he, the, 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 not sheriff. The what are they guy? called? Yeah. Fire. What are they called? Firefighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow! Fire to what? What? Fire officer? Conti Pandy Fire? What is your firefighter? Uh, he's like, yeah, I'm April this year, and her face, and she's like, well, happy Easter to me. Yeah, there's, like, there's a gif of that, and everyone loves <gasps> to use it on Easter because there's just Damn one it. day of the year you can use that gif. It's hot, really? saying happy Easter to me. Yeah. How do you find these? Well, you have to be able to troll Twitter, which you can't. Oh, I can't okay. wait for you to be able to. Okay. Um, but yeah, this whole episode, just like she has the funniest facial expressions. And yeah. again, there's like a gazillion gifts that come out of this episode. Oh, God. Um, this is also, remember, in the last episode, you were asking about Sheriff. And you're like, don't you have to, don't you have to run for Sheriff? Be voted in or something. Yeah. Right. So here we see her campaigning with Waverly right. for Sheriff. Right. So I was like... You fucker. Yeah, that happens in the next episode. I didn't, obviously, I didn't know that, but I just, re- I thought about that with my own, like, just voting. Like, maybe it's different where they're from, wherever it is that we determined that they're from. <laughs> no, but it's so cute to see Waverly, like, all girlfriendy and, like, passing mm-hmm. out donuts and helping her run for sheriff. Okay. Yeah. I love this episode. Uh, so, yeah, so then we're at the Garner Mansion. And where's Doc? Oh, he's under Kate. And they're next to the fireside and Bolshar's ring starts like burning his hand Mm -hmm. and he jumps up to go figure out what to do. And he sticks his hand in a bucket of water Mm -hmm. Uh, and we see his tushy. I thought when we were watching it, I'm like, was that his butt? Does he have some sort of what is what is that happening? (laughs) I don't know. And then you said chaps, which Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense because he's he doesn't ride a horse anywhere. It doesn't matter. We've gone to enough gay pride events that you see enough assless chaps. <laughs> this is true, but we weren't at gay pride. Are you we being were... serious? Like he doesn't ride a horse anymore? That was. It just doesn't seem comfortable to wear. That's the no, thread I'm going to pull. <laughs> I can't ride a horse up. anymore. So, but his mm-hmm. outfit is too much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, anyway, so he sticks his hand in a bucket of water and he's like, what have I done? And Kate, who I do not like right now, talks about how Bolshar's ring is rejecting him now that he's been compromised mm-hmm. and that they're linked forever, just like he wanted. Yeah. And he looks in the mirror and his reflection is starting to fade. Is that what was happening? I couldn't tell if that was, was what was happening or if it was just an, a janky mirror. So it seems like... A- <laughs> Bro- the mirror is broken. It's just <laughs> the fun house tell. mirror is broken. Mm. Um, no, but it seems like a week is like, I guess you just don't turn into a vampire overnight. I guess it takes at least a week because he's starting to slowly like he's mm. been wearing Bolshar's ring this whole, the whole time. But now all of a sudden it's starting oh, yeah, to sizzle. That's right. Yeah. And his, his reflection isn't all the way gone. It's just starting to fade. Yeah, that's true. And in Twilight, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How many times are we going to reference Twilight in this episode? My vampire expert friend here. <laughs> um, so then we're at the jail, and there's like a bunch of bras, like 
in the jail cell singing some frat songs and Nedley explains that they're from the big city and their party bus was confiscated that morning and Hat wants to know who party buses at 10 a.m. and Winona says the deeply committed. <laughs> that was really funny. So then we walk into Jeremy's office and he's passed out drunk on the desk and awakes singing the, that same frat song toasting Waverly with a beer and, and Waverly's like huh? and it turns out Jeremy is working endlessly since closing down Bolshar's fun zone and is um and rescuing his tall and jazzy, maybe kind of boyfriend. And then he goes in for a fist bump with Waverly. It was really cute. And uh, he's committed to finding out where Bolshar could, could have moved his operation. And Jeremy hasn't been home or even eating for like a long time. He doesn't even know what day it is. And Waverly mentions that she's going to have to get him a falafel. <sighs> Which sounds delicious. Um. One of our Redmonds, Lisa, brought up a good mm-hmm. question the other day. She's like, "What? where the fuck does Jeremy live? Oh, yeah. We don't know where Jeremy lives. He never, he, like, they're like, how long have you been here? Where else would he have to go? going home, but he never, we never see his home. We never I mean, see it took his, us forever to like, see Hot's home, but. Right. Huh. Yeah. We finally saw his car, which was a, like kind of a piece of crap. So maybe he lives in his car. I have no idea. He looks way too well dressed. I mean, he yeah, could shower true. at work because they have that decontamination shower. But <laughs> I don't know. I would like to see where Jeremy lives. So that looked like to. a temporary shower. I thought. I think that was just put up for simply that decontamination purpose. What's uh? What's your experience with frat boys? Did you go to any frat parties? No, never. I never went to frat parties. Never. They were the worst then. I can't imagine going to a frat party now. No. I can't imagine going to any college parties now because I think it would be just the worst thing ever. Yes. Um, But yeah, frat parties, frat boys, worst. I don't. Yeah. No, I, I I had no desire to go to them which I'm glad and I hope my children never go to them though. I'm sure that there's wonderful frat folks. Oh, I'm there. sure there's upstanding there's frat outstanding. parties and yeah. fraternities, upstanding citizens. All the all ones over. I went to were horrifying. Yeah. Although did I ever tell you about the time I smoked a joint at a frat party? No. It was the very first time I smoked a joint. Okay. We're in the basement of this frat house in Milwaukee Mm -hmm. and it's just picture it it's gross it's humid sticky floors basement smells bad Mm -hmm. so many bodies crammed in so many spaces um and this rugby team was there and they're like passing around this joint and by the time it gets to me it's like this big right inhale it and then start chewing it (laughs) (laughs) I take a drag and the cherry hits my finger and I immediately just scream ow and throw it on the floor. Oh no. Did they freak out? They freaked out. They're all rugby players. And it's like just basically a scrum of these giant guys diving Mm -hmm. on the floor to try to find Mm -hmm. the joint. And I just skedaddled out of there. I like grabbed my friends. I'm like, we gotta go. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Gotta go. We're going to, we're going to die. They're going to kill me over this. Um, And then I didn't try pot again for like ever until like two years ago. Really? Yeah. I was like, "Mm, not for me. Adios. Huh. Adios, amigos. Interesting. Fun times. Fun facts. 
with Anne. <sighs> Fat boys are the worst. Anyway, so where are we? Um, Natalie's office. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they were looking for bullshit. So then we see we're in Nedley's office and Wynona and Nicole are pushing a book pay, bookcase aside to help uh, reveal Nedley's secret storage closet. And this is where he keeps all kinds of things that he's kept over the years that he thought maybe could be supernatural. Um, mm-hmm. And he didn't want to turn them over to dolls because initially he didn't know if he could trust him. Mm-hmm. So it's like that sad little moment of like, but now I know I could have. Yeah. Um, and he wants Nicole and Winona to go through it and pick out what they think might be supernatural or not in preparation mm-hmm. for him retiring. Good lines here are push with your legs, shut up with your mouth. <laughs> Classic. Good <laughs> gift of that one, too. Uh, and Winona is asking uh, if she's finally going to see Nedley's sex cave. <laughs> and then she's also like, Nedley, are you looking at my ass? And he's like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Natalie starts asking Nicole if she's gotten the stamp of approval from city council yet to become sheriff. And she's like, no, that bunny blah, blah, won't return any of my calls. When I was like, yeah, she's, uh, she's still around, huh? And Nicole says, yeah. And she's reigning over city council with an iron fistula. And it turns out that according to Natalie, Bunny's just, she's the real kingmaker in purgatory. And she's not returning Nicole's calls because she's a big old bully. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to find out just what a bull she is, aren't we? Yeah. And that she needs to stand up to her. And she's like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to. And I'm going to call her and I'm going to set up a meeting. And she kind of like mm-hmm. storms out of there. And um, Winona's like, yep, Bunny's going to eat her for lunch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but nobody tried stopping her. Like, yeah. Winona's like, hmm, okay. Look at the bar. eaten alive. Adios. So then Doc is in the in a barn. And I'm assuming it's a barn in the homestead. And um, he has, okay, this. I watched the scene 17 times. What, he had what was in his hand? It was orange. Spellshire's ring. It what was it glowing or something then? And then he had like a cup. Maybe like it was a metal gonna cup? burn him again. He was I trying to figure out I... he was trying to fit he has Bullshire's ring and he was trying to figure out like what to do with it. Because he can't, it's burning him. He can't he couldn't touch him. Right. Yeah, yeah. He can't touch it. No, okay. Um, so I didn't, I wasn't sure what he was doing. Um, but then mom anyway, then mama shows up behind him, cocking a shotgun, telling him that he shouldn't go sneaking around. And Doc thought that they were friends, but she's like, no, you bailed on my Christmas dinner. Um, he's like, Well, yeah, something came up. And so mama wants to know how and if Doc is gonna make it up to her. And he says that he fears that he, um it's things are about to get weird. And she says um, that she'll drive and she needs to get out of here, even if it's just for a little while. And it's like, at this point, we're like, what the fuck is she up to? What is she up to? What is she Mm -hmm. up to? Like, does she just need to go to the Piggly Wiggly? Does she need, like, she ran out of turkey because she shot them all? Like, Mm -hmm. what does she need? Right. Yeah. Um, She's basically keeping him hostage at this point. Like, she's holding him at gunpoint. So he doesn't really have a choice. Um. And then we're back at the sheriff's office and Nicole's taking this cleaning of the closet business seriously. Well, Winona's just typical Winona and she's sitting down and eating donuts. <sighs> um, and she's found an old notepad of Nedley's and she's looking through it. Meanwhile, Nicole's like, what about this? And she, she holds up this big like Winnie the Pooh honey pot and is like, what about this? Winona's like, yeah, it's an urn. And she's like, but is it supernatural? Yeah. She's like supernaturally oogly. 
<laughs> and uh, then she starts, you know, cracking herself up and she's reading a report from the notebook about a raccoon stuck in a drop ceiling, uh, an old call that Nedley took and he now needs to get rabies shots. These are his <laughs> notes, right? Yeah. And then she comes across an old photo of Nedley with a child and she's like, holy shit, baby Nedley. And Nicole's like, you know, can you just do some actual work around here? And Winona's like, you're a smartish, smartish girl. Surely mm-hmm. you figured out by now that this whole assignment is bullshit, that Nedley made it up for them to practice working together. Mm-hmm. And Nicole's like, he parent trapped us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Winona's like, yeah, none of this matters. And it certainly isn't going to help us with our bullshit problems, right? And Nicole still insists that they need to do the job. And Winona Hofson is like, fine, you want my help? And she just is basically like a toddler at this point. And she starts flinging stuff carelessly around, just saying crap, crap, more crap, not crap. Mm-hmm. And then Nicole just can't take it anymore, right? Like she's like, just not taking this seriously. She says she's being reckless. And just as Winona pulls out this big mirror, hot grabs onto it too and nicole's like you know what deputy dipshit it's my kind of brand and it's been working so far and nicole's <laughs> like god damn it i'm sick of your attitude and winona lets go of the mirror just as nicole is like super tugging on it uh-huh. and it goes flying out of nicole's hands and she's like smooth move ginger spice so at this point she's already called her two names and yeah. I've just realized that, like, this whole episode is just Winona calling Nicole yeah. various names. names. <laughs> Trying to start yeah. highlighting all of the names she called her in this episode. <laughs> We've got Deputy Dipshit. We've got Ginger Spice. And she's like, yeah, you just earned yourself seven years bad luck, right? Because she broke the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's just this, we see a pile of broken things on the floor. And then there's a flash of lightning and a crack of thunder at a shed. And this, like, big man thing comes popping out um but did you did you think anything of the photo at this time i was just gonna ask you turn um i when i saw it i just immediately thought like oh is that his daughter or niece or you know like something like that not one stitch of me thought that it was who it was i don't think so Mm -hmm. either i don't i mean i can't remember that far back but i don't think at this point i did no <clears throat> so then we find um Nedley at Shorty's and Winona drink Winona drinks in on him. <laughs> Winona I mean, walks basically, in on him. not wrong. Right. Winona walks in on him drinking like ginger ale and she orders a um whiskey with a bottle. And Have Winona you calls ever gone to a bar and just ordered a whole bottle. No. Can you even do that in real life? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, for a price. Just go up to the bar and you're like, uh, just give me a whole bottle of blah, blah, blah. I Probably. mean, that's not wine. I mean, I've done it with wine, but. Yeah, no, like. Uh, um, like uh, hard liquor. Right. Like you can do that with VIP service. But I mean, if you just walk into Karen and Dick's over there. Probably right. not. I mean, I've probably drank a whole bottle, <laughs> little and, by little. <laughs> exactly. I've killed a couple bottles of Captain Morgan's, I'm sure. Um, but also, they would probably charge you like double the price. Like, and if oh, you just sure. Of went course. down to the liquor store and got your own. Anyway. Yeah, you could just go right down the yeah. line again and get something. Bring your own. I don't think it works like that. But I guess not. Um, maybe she has a special disc. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> anyway he's drinking he's drinking um ginger ale and she orders whiskey with the bottle and then um winona calls him sheriff and he actually corrects her saying that it's just randy now 
And the way he said that, I thought he was saying it's ginger ale and it's just Randy now. Ginger ale, just Randy. Like that was the name of a drink. Ginger ale, just Randy. Like (laughs) if you say on the rocks, ginger ale on the rocks, I'm like, just Randy. What is that? What is that way to order a drink? But he meant his name. I'll have my just Randy. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) "Hmm?" Um, But he said he's exhausted from the drum the dumb drunk frat boys running his ass off and he can't wait to be over all this BS when he retires. So why Nona pours him a whiskey anyways? And then he drinks it. Like, oh, well, oh, well, he's on the clock, but that doesn't matter. And um, she shows him a photo of him and this little girl. And why is like giggling about, you know, how that mustache looks like a little skinny tie on his upper lip. And Nedley asks um, how the closet cleaning is going. And she says that, Nicole smash stuff, you know, but that's not hard to do when you have a giant pickle up your ass and totally blames it on Nicole. Like, I know it did it all. Right. She was and the that, one, like, crap. crap yeah. Crap. She was the one who did everything. Nicole broke one thing. Yeah. And um, Natalie says that she needs to give hot some slack and Winona's like hey I'm all about slack but that girl is all work and no play and soon hot's gonna be chopping up people with an axe like you know that dude in the hotel and Nedley's like like Dave at the motor hotel or the motor <laughs> and, um she's like um yeah that guy too so um he says you know just go easy on her and then points to the picture and says you have more in common than you think Still, I didn't get it. <laughs> you didn't get it? Because no. she got it then. She did. Yeah, she yeah. did get it then. I noticed in my rewatch, but I was like clueless. Well, you were also watching with a bunch of people, but. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So Winona gets it, but you didn't get it. No. That's fine. It's not a test. Uh, <laughs> then, then we're at Nicole's house, right? And she's just like frantically rushing around her house and she's cleaning and she's dusting. And then did you notice that she stuffed a bra? into the back of the bookshelf no i didn't she's got like the duster and she did it and so she's got like this blue bra and she just crams it into the back <laughs> of the bookshelf whose bra was up release? <laughs> we don't know um and she's just like straightening all these things out trying to make a good impression on bunny who's on her way over mm-hmm. um and she even goes so far as to bring out the holy bible in a place where bunny <laughs> can see it and this is when we're introduced to Bunny Lobla, who lets herself right in. And she's played by the Canadian treasure, Jan Harden. I didn't believe you when you said that. And I also thought people were saying Bunny Blah Blah. Oh, you might as well. <laughs> bunny Blah Blah. <laughs> blah Blah. Blah Blah. I was blah, like, blah. oh, it's Blah Blah? Blah Blah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's, she, she's named after like one of the writer's favorite cashiers at a, uh, the grocery store called Love Loss in Canada. <gasps> oh, fun. Or something like that. Um, so anyway, so she comes in, played by Jan Arden, and you, she's just like immediately bitchy to Nicole, right? And mm-hmm. Nicole offers to take her coat. And she's like, why? So you can rifle through the pockets. Yeah. And then she sees Calamity Jane and she freaks out. And Nicole's like, no, 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 she's super friendly, which is funny because by all all reports from Emily. And I don't know if Emily's just trying to be funny or not, but Emily says that that cat was kind of a diva and hated cat. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, Kevin had all of those stories about oh, Calamity right. Jane too. Yeah. In that mm-hmm. episode. Um, so it was funny because she's like, no, no, she's super sweet. She's so nice. Um, 
And so she's so freaked out. She says that she's deathly allergic. So, um, so Nicole's like, okay, you know, just give me a second. And that's another one of my favorite scenes where she like, she, she grabs the cat. She like trots by with this like funny grin on her face. When you said that during the live, I made sure to watch it when I was doing the rewatch. And it was so funny. Isn't it <laughs> the funny? Way she shuffles by. Yeah. <laughs> this, like, goofy grin on her face. She's got so many goofy grins in this episode. Um, but yeah, so she she goes upstairs and um, while she's upstairs, also Nicole is adorable in that uniform with the tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a big debate over which uniform, which season, which uniform. And um, my friend Laura doesn't like that. I love this uniform so much because I like it because of the tie. But this is the only episode we see the tie. Oh, for real? Yeah, because it's like her dress uniform because she's doing the campaigning. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. But still, it's pretty awesome. Anyway, um, so she, she goes and she puts uh, the cat away mm-hmm. and, you know, Bunny's just kind of snooping around and she's looking at everything. And uh-huh. then um, she looks at a photo of Nicole and Waverly and she picks it up and she's disgusting. And she flips it upside down <gasps> on the shelf. B word. I called her B word bunny the whole time. Um, so then we're with Doc and Mama and they're at the cemetery, cemetery at Ward and Willa's. But it wasn't their gravestone. It said in memory of. So it was like their memorial or something. Um, and Doc gives his condolences to Mama. And Mama replies that Willa would have been very sorry about Willa. Because that's how she rolled. And she was Ward's pet. And she, and she had a real mean streak. And she would have been a horrible heir. And um, here. Here. <laughs> here. You're just cracking yourself up. Well, anyway, so then Mama says that she's sorry that um, she's talking to the stone at this point. She says, I'm sorry I wasn't there to protect you. And then kisses the stone and then just like takes off again. And Doc's like, where the fuck are you going, dude? And it's freezing out here. And Mama's like, stop being a wiener. And, which is honestly one of the funniest words. I can, uh, and I always forget to use it, but I really need to use it more you often. You need to just put it in your vernacular more often. Mm-hmm. Stop being a wiener and just come on. And besides, Mama knows that Doc has a bottle of tequila under his seat. So, you know, they're all good in the hood. What were you thinking when he was running away? Because I remember when we were watching it, you were like, no, what's going on? What's happening? Like, you were all freaking out. I thought that he was going to um, catch her and then bite her. Oh, you were worried for Mama's safety the whole time. I didn't really care about her safety, but I thought that he was going to bite her. Oh, my God. You would have been okay with that? No, I wouldn't have been okay with it, but... You just said you weren't worried about her safety. Well, I mean, <laughs> you thought she could like fend for herself or I'm, I, you know, I think that mama has a streak. I don't think that she's like an angel. Mm, okay. You know what I mean though? Like, so I, I'm not team mama. 100%. You're not team mama. You've been wanting her to be back for so long. No, no, no. Like I'm not, it's not like she, I put her on the same pedestal as Winona or Waverly or, you know, something like that or hot. Yeah, she's got I think some, she still has a past. She still has some some still, amends to make. Mm-hmm. She gotcha. still has some issues. Okay. So we're back at Nicole's house and Nicole's sitting down with Bunny to, you know, tell her about all of her great ideas to make purgatory safer and more efficient. And Bunny's not having any of it, just like not mm-hmm. even giving her the time of day. Um, I mean, she's telling Nicole how she thinks Nedley's full of shit and, he's, and and she's tired of being kept in the dark about all the weird shit that's going on in purgatory, which nobody else seems to know anything about purgatory, but Bunny's woke as fuck about all the shit going down in purgatory, right? right? Nobody has 
mentioned or seen a goddamn thing, but here Bunny is. Right. Word Bunny. right. She's not um, maybe that's why she's so bitchy. Um, because nobody believes her. And she wants Nicole to come clean about it all because uh, she doesn't believe that it's costume parties gone bad or zoo animals escaping. Right. And Nicole just doesn't even know what to make of this because she's never had anyone confront her about it, right? And she's just hemming and hawing. And she's like, well, you know, Purgatory is a unique town with unique Mm -hmm. challenges. And then Winona with the good timing busts in. And she's like, sorry to interrupt. I just need to talk to Deputy Tater Hot, which is one of my favorite names she ever calls Nicole. (laughs) For a second. Um, and Nicole's like, this isn't very good t- timing. And Bunny's like, actually, it is because I'm thinking of backing Winona for sheriff. And even mm-hmm. Winona thinks this is a horrible idea, right? But she mm-hmm. can't, she can't let the chance go by to try to get under Nicole's skin, right? So she's gonna play with it. Um, and Bunny starts talking Winona up, and Winona's like, hey, oh, and tries to get a yeah. high five from Nicole, <laughs> and she's just like, laughing no. again, laughing <laughs> again. And she just can't believe this is even happening, right? Like, fuck my life right now. And uh, Bunny says, Winona's a straight shooter. She's one tough bitch. And she's part of the original families. But Nicole is a a fly-by-night outsider who's a little too different. So we're, like, getting this sense that uh, she got some issues with the gays, right? Uh, Nicole trags Winona into the kitchen and Winona's just cracking up at the absurdity of Bunny's suggestion that she could be sheriff, right? And Nicole's fuming, saying, you can't take that job. And again, Winona doesn't really want the job. But now that no. Nicole's pushing it, she's like, well, maybe, maybe I, I do, do want this job, yeah. right? And this fun exchange takes place. And Nicole's like, you'd be a disaster. <laughs> and I was like, no shit, not sheriff. Uh, Nicole says, you have no police training, you're terrible with authority, and you're not even qualified to run a Chipotle. And when he <laughs> says, guac, excuse me, you know what? Maybe I'd like to be Sheriff Nedley 2.0. Oh, I'm your boss after all. Um, <laughs> and there's a really good behind the scenes of this where Kat is like having the hardest time getting all these words out. And Mel is just like giving her shit and oh good. I have to He's share yeah well yeah. I have two there's some behind the scenes that I can get for you off YouTube but then there's other behind the scenes that I have because I bought I bought the episodes and I can't like I can't screen shoot them and I don't I, I'll have to look to see if I have them like if I can find them on YouTube but they're like okay. special maybe we'll just have to like I'll hold my phone up for you mm-hmm. one day yeah um, so anyway, Nicole goes on, um, you know, well, excuse me, but you can't even do one single assignment properly without breaking a gazillion rules and a creepy ass mirror in the process. And then Bunny looks out the window and grabs her chest and says Isis and collapses yeah. to the floor <laughs> because know. weird guys in the window. Um, meanwhile, they're still quipping in the kitchen. And then um, was like, well, I'm going to go get shit done. And as she leaves the kitchen, she says, balls, Bunny's dead. <laughs> and then we see Calamity Jane just sitting on Bunny's back. Um, and Nicole freaks out and is like, oh, shit, she's, you know, she's allergic. Um, and when it was like, don't worry, I know a dozen places where we can hide the body. Um, and this is how you know you got a real bestie, right? Um, 
it turns out she's alive. And Winona's like, fine, I'll save the hiding spots for another time. <laughs> what? Nicole tells her to get Bunny's purse. And she's like, yeah, cash. <laughs> Nicole's like, no, for her medications, you idiot. Uh, and then they find the pill bottles and she's scrambling through them. And Winona's like, ooh, is this oxy? And Nicole slaps the pill bottle out of her hand. <laughs> and then she finds the pill to give to Bunny, which, Bunny, why don't you have a fucking EpiPen? Right. How hard is it to swallow a, a pill if right. your throat is closing up? Um, I never even have thought to look in her purse for a pill either, though. Like, Hot is actually, like, totally thinking about it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. this is what we do. Trained professional. Trained right. professional. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's even funnier, right? Because this scene is like a straight up out of the bridesmaids movie kind of scene. Right. I was thinking about that. I'm like, this would have been a funny scene to watch them do, like, a million times because it had to have taken them a million times to <laughs> So it's like they put the pill in her mouth and then they grab the teapot, just dump the tea straight into her mouth. (laughs) Um, And yeah, and it's like from here on out, the rest of the episode is just like insanity, right? Mm -hmm. And they're hustling Bunny out of the house. And, you know, she's adamant that she doesn't need a doctor. And then you see her license plate says the buns. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Vanity plates. Um, And they're going to put her in the squad car and take her to the hospital so that, you know, she can do lights and sirens to get her there faster. And she's yelling, don't take me to Purgatory General. They have too many immigrant doctors there. And Nicole's like, yeah, we've heard enough out of you. Yeah. Um, and then she tells Winona to grab her purse. And she's like, so you do want to rob her? And she's like, no, the doctors <laughs> need her meds. Um, and while they're doing this back and forth bickering, the frat boys come and steal the car with Bunny oh in God. it. And Bunny imagine. screaming through that window is just like so freaking funny. Um, Winona's thrilled and is like, look who needs my help now. Mm-hmm. And then. I love this other like physical comedy from Nicole as she's like running to the car awkwardly with Bunny's purse mm-hmm. while Winona's hot wiring the car. And Nicole's like, I have her fucking keys. Like, why yeah. are you hot wiring the fucking <laughs> car? <laughs> I've always kind of wanted to hot wire a car though, just to see if I could do it. Wouldn't that kind of be fun? You know, no. Just to see if you could do it. Hmm. hmm. I have a lot um, picking set too to see if I could do it. I still haven't successfully done it. Um, but so, yeah, I bought one just to see if I could like be Sherlock Holmes and pick locks. You need to keep that information to yourself. That's no, I pretty- have like a practice lock. It's not like I'm practicing on my neighbor's house. Uh, sure, it's too late now. You can't. Re- <laughs> you can't that, you're gonna I have just to want to know if I can do it. Oh, anyway, mm-hmm. they call Waverly and Jeremy, and they want them. Um, to ping the sheriff's car and Jeremy makes a comment that they've got terrible luck today like black fly in your chardonnay luck and Wayne's like yeah speed it up jagged little nerd and then Waverly says bunny nut cheery heels <laughs> which I, I don't know why I thought that was so funny and I didn't what, notice what did it. She, say? she says bunny nut cheerios Instead of honey nut Cheerios, yeah. Honey nut Cheerios. <laughs> uh, when they find the car's location. And I never noticed that until this last rewatch. So I was cracking oh. up. Um, and they need to hurry because it turns out the last location the car is, is at the Rev Biker Bar. Jesus. Um, I thought it was funny when um, they were, she was hot wiring the car and Hot goes, what about your truck? And she goes, the battery's dead. And I blame your cat for that too. <laughs> You're not even making sense, Winona. Like, what are you talking about? Killed Bunny and the truck. What won't this fucking cat do? Hmm? 
so then we the next thing we see is they're at the biker bar and Nicole's hopeful, you know, maybe they're friendly bikers and they're just maybe <laughs> hosting a Golden Girls trivia night. And then we see Nicole and Winona crouching around between the cars trying to get to Bunny, who's screaming like a banshee in the back backseat. <laughs> um and when I was just screaming for Bunny to just open up the fucking door, grab the handle, just grab the handle. Nicole's like, yeah. duh, it doesn't open from the back seat. It's a safety feature. Haven't you been arrested like 500 times? <laughs> <laughs> and just the tones of voice they're using with each other brings me so much joy. Um, and it turns out Boy Scout Nicole has a spare key. Um, and her preparedness just irritates Winona even more. Like, of course, of course you have a fucking spare key. You goody yeah. two shoes. Um and she goes to put the key and it snaps off in the lock. And she Bunny's does. like, you are some kind of moron, hot. <laughs> and Winona's had it. And she's just going to pull out Peacemaker and shoot the door open, right? And Nicole's yeah. like, it could ricochet and hit Bunny. And she's like, yeah, I'm willing to take that risk. And she's like, or us. And she's like, oh, fine. She puts the gun away. Um, and then Nicole's like, why don't we just call the fire department? But Winona's like, uh, mm, no, we can't. <laughs> and she says, uh they'll never let us sheriffs live it down. No. <laughs> um, but I think she's just more embarrassed and doesn't want Charlie. Oh, for sure. To know this shenanigans is happening. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah. But the, the way she's like, they'll never let us sheriffs. sheriffs. <laughs> Sheriff. so <laughs> um, and then Winona decides that they need to go in, find Tweedledee and Tweedledum and get the keys. Mm-hmm. So now we're with Doc and Mama and they're sharing a bottle of tequila sitting on the trunk, the, um, hood the trunk of doc's car and um mama was talking about how she wanted to join the rodeo and get out of town you know when she was younger and that she actually came back for a weekend in august and that's when she got pregnant and ended up marrying ward doc says well at least he gave you three beautiful daughters and mama corrects him and says uh no waverly is julian's remember and then she goes on to say that julian let her actually be happy and you know ward Ward wasn't Ward wasn't like that and that the night that Waverly was born Ward pushed Julian out of the Grost River Triangle right why they right kind of like where they were sitting and um he's been lost ever since and the way that she knows this is because she talked to Bobo and that um she actually did more than talk she brought him the Christmas dinner that Doc didn't want oh and his freedom and Doc's like what the fuck are you out of your godforsaken mind and she's like yeah sometimes she is um and that it's going to take monsters to fight a monster and doc says you're freaking crazy bobo tried to kill your own flipping daughters like a number of times and then she goes nobody's perfect <laughs> are you serious so then doc tells mama that she does not get to make those life or just death decisions for them and mama's like who's gonna stop me you doc and he's like yeah if i have to and then she said that they're glad that they're finally talking um and tells doc that she actually has terms i was really upset with mama during this she Go was on. so cold she's so cold she's all like who's gonna stop me she calls him johnny hank yeah but not only that but like it's no nobody's perfect what so bobo goes after his, her daughters like what are you going to do about it? Yeah. And she's talking about how she knows Bolshar is back, but yet she's just going to skip a doodle out of there and like yeah. go find the love of her life. Yeah. Like totally. I, I was like, oh my God, what? 
I was not impressed. No. Keep it in your pants, mama, and just like wait a couple days and make sure everyone's safe. Like, yeah, you just got reunited with your daughters. Yeah. Like, you just took care of Jolene, and now, now what? Right. Poor Waverly. (sighs) We'll get to that. And then we're back at the Rev bar, and we see the frat boys tied up on top of the bars, and Revs are drinking and deciding what they're going to do with these two idiots. And then we see Nicole and Winona pop their heads around the corner. And Nicole's like making strategic hand motions and mouths something like you go grab whatever. I couldn't like recall, like I couldn't grasp what she was trying to say. Everyone a couple of times. And then Winona just makes her like signature, like dick in the mouth <laughs> motions, which I know is one of your favorites. And Nicole <laughs> just rolls her eyes. <laughs> and then as they're crouched behind the bar, trying to get the keys, they get spotted by the reps, right? They think they're being yeah, so that's... sneaky. Yeah. And then, she proposes that the revs and herself and deputy hot to trot have themselves a little contest. And he's like, well, what are you good at? And at the same time they answer and Nicole confidently is like golden girls trivia. And my notice says <laughs> drinking <laughs> couldn't be further from being on the same page. Right. And, um, if they win, the deal is they, they'll let them go. And if they lose, they get to kill them. And Nicole's like, right. you could have just what offered the them cash. Yeah. Yeah. Bad oh negotiating. Right. And then um, when the Rev says that she's got to be the stupidest heir yet, she agrees, but says she's like, I'm probably in the top five at least. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nicole tells the frat boys to go and take Buddy to the hospital. Right. Um, so then Jeremy and Waverly, they, they're back at the BBD office and they can't get a hold of Hot and Winona. And so Jeremy like is recaps everything that's happening. Okay, here we go. Bunny has a heart attack at Nicole's. The cruiser gets stolen with Bunny in it. And then they found the cruiser at the Rev Bar. And um, man, this seems super unlucky. And then they realize that they see this mirror that's broken. And they're putting all the pieces together. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> figuratively. I didn't, I didn't mean that. Um, and um, they're convinced that if they put all of these these pieces to the mirror back together, that the, their luck will actually change. Which is pretty That's bad science. Smart. Bad science. <sighs> this a little tape, a little scotch tape. A little fixes bit. everything. Right. Yeah. Now we're back at the Rev Bar. <laughs> And Nicole and Winona are cuffed to each other and deep into a drinking challenge. And drunk Nicole is back. And I love her oh, and I missed God. her so much. Yeah. I love drunk Nicole. <laughs> She's vis- visibly drunk, but Winona seems to be handling everything just fine. Um, so much okay that she's like, is that all you got? Let's kick this up a notch. Let's grab the Uzo. I think you were drinking a giant jug of chocolate milk just now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, isn't that the stuff that tastes like black licorice? It's the worst. It's nasty. If you were to ever say, let's do a shot of ouzo, I'd be like, you're on your own. I have to go to the bathroom. Ouzo shots next week? No. Fuck no. no. It's horrible. It's bad. Um, And Nicole's like, I really wish you would stop helping. Winona asks the revs, uh, how they're feeling and he's like i feel great i feel fine and nicole says i feel college <laughs> <laughs> so one of the revs asks winona like how are you not bombed you weigh like eight pounds and winona's like 
I like you. And then she counts to three in Greek and takes another shot. And then the Rev starts like throwing up in his yeah. mouth and they're like, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. And then uh-huh. comes yeah. back up and Winona claims victory. And when she does that, the cuffs hit her beer bottle, which spills all over, giving away that she's been God spitting damn. her shots back into the bottle the whole time. So fucking smart. And they're like, you've been cheating and you've been spitting these back into the bottle and uh hot's like no she hasn't you haven't right and she's like all drunk hot and winona says that she learned it from watching coyote ugly and nicole's face lights up and she's like i love that movie (laughs) which is funny because um piper parabo who's the actress in that in coyote ugly yeah she's a confirmed erper for real she watches her worlds collide worlds collide boom minds explode uh so now the revs want to kill them and nicole just yells stop quipping and run and then we see them get up and you know staggering out and then we see them running through really deep snow super deep super deep so deep melanie describes it in a behind the scenes uh interview as vagina deep snow for real yeah Yeah, she says we're running they're just like you just have to run through the snow and she's like this snow is like vagina deep uh cat says in the behind the scenes that the cuffs broke in the first take oh god yeah um but yeah it's just non-stop hilarity and nicole's running or yelling and saying you're going too fast and i'm too drunk you're literally the worst and it's just like how how is this even how are you gonna do this I think about, you know, like winter time and the snow and everything and how I hate walking through the snow so much that, and it's when it's that deep, it's like, just, I'm not gonna, well, I, I would have just laid stuck. down and tried to just cover myself. In the snow. <laughs> I would have been like, mm, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. This is where I die. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we're back at the mansion and doc is going through Kate's stuff and she, he finds a stack of IDs, which happens to be Kate's mementos, like souvenirs of all the people that she's killed. And Doc notices that, um, or sorry, Kate notices that Doc is actually getting a bunch of stuff together and questions if it's um, Winona that he's helping. And he's like, oh, sort of. Um, So Kate notices that Doc is getting a bunch of stuff together and questions if it's for Winona that he's helping. And um, he's like, well, like kind of in a roundabout way maybe. And Kate is like saying, you know, sure, Doc, that that's sweet of you. But what would she think of you now? Would she want you considering, you know, like you're a vampire and shit? And Kate gets pissy and growly when Doc brings up that Winona um, is actually made him the way that he is and calls she calls Doc a filthy, rotten scoundrel. And Doc says that Winona thinks that he can be a better person. But Kate thinks that Winona is breaking his spirit and I'm sorry, Doc thinks that Winona believes that he can be a better person. And Kate thinks that Winona is actually breaking his spirit and um, that she loves him more than Winona. And he says that he's not a man who does ultimatums or likes to choose. And Kate's like, yeah, right. Too late. You're mine forever. Try going to tell Winona that and see if she welcomes you back. And Doc gets all growly in her um yeah and she's just like she's horrible to him right she's like right. she's just digging like she's digging in the knife and twisting it and she's just mm-hmm. like oh you really think she's gonna want you now and that's where i wasn't sure like if he 
at this time um, if he thought that. So this was at the time where I thought when at the end of the show, when we were doing the live watch, I was like, and you were questioning me, like, did you how what did you think or what did you know, like, what did you think about all that stuff with Kate and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I couldn't I didn't understand. Was Kate totally blowing him off? Like, I'm done with you. But now that I watched it again, it was more like, you know, go try it with Winona and you'll be back because she's not going to want anything to do with you once you find out once she finds out that she, that he's compromised. But no, she's, you know, he's like, uh, you know, why she's like, oh, really? You think she wants you now? Like, look at mm-hmm. you. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, well, why Nona made me who I am? And she thinks I can be better. And Kate's like, she's just breaking your spirit. I love you at your worst. And like, there's just all mm-hmm. this growling and posturing back and forth. And mm-hmm. yeah, she's just like, yeah, too late. You already chose me. Like, right. I don't want you now. Like, she's basically saying you're broken now. She's not going to want you. You think Doc's like, fuck, I fucking made the wrong decision. Or is he still confident in his decision? And he just thinks that Winona will still give him a second chance or still want him around. Even though I don't think she like totally got to him yet, but you can see the seeds been planted, right? Like he's doubting himself a little bit and. Mm -hmm. I just feel so bad for him too. Like, I mean, I he, did, he made a horrible choice, but he totally did. I mean, Kate's really persuasive, and he just had that. Kate found him like it just the perfect opportunity too. Like he was vulnerable because Winona had just rejected him, and right. then Kate was just like waiting to like literally right. sink her teeth into him. Literally, literally, <laughs> that must be where that line comes from. <laughs> 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 so we're back at the snow day. story when i sunk my teeth <laughs> i don't have any stories this week about sinking teeth into things no period like like anything to relate to this episode i have nothing you came with nothing nothing and so i was just gonna make i don't usually come with a story sometimes i come with a story if i'm trying to do an easter egg but no and nothing nothing in this episode um could be traced back to my roots no shenanigans <laughs> really because i could see all these shenanigans happening <laughs> drunk escapades uh so then we're back at the snowbank so yeah so nicole's yelling about how you know they wouldn't be in this fucking mess if winona just played by the rules and Winona's like what rules this is fucking purgatory and if you want rules go somewhere else and nicole's like you know what get your ass out of your head winona she doesn't say head out of your ass. She's ass out of your head. Ass out of your head. <laughs> You're not the only one who's been through some stuff. And then Winona's like, oh yeah, right. I forgot you survived a massacre. And then she immediately realizes she took it too far, right? And yes, she tries to like, backtrack. Actually valid. <laughs> across might have crossed the line a little bit. Um, and then she goes on to say, like, yeah, you survived some shit. And, you know, I can't wait for your TED talk, but get back to me when you're cursed. And yeah. then Winona tries to shoot them free of the cuffs, but Peacemaker is jammed. And she's like, and not the good kind of jam, like space or strawberry, but the bad kind of jam. Right. More bad luck. More bad luck. And then the revs show up and, you know, they're talking smack and they're going to kick their asses. And then Winona says, 
you be Scott and Hot says you be Tessa and they do a figure skating move to kick the Rev's ass and this was improvised by Mel are you serious mm-hmm. it's like one of the best ones and oh she just God. told she just told Kat to run with it and it's a reference to like Canadian figure skaters uh-huh yeah um so how did she come up with that so fast That's I have crazy. no idea and that cat caught on and was like, got it. See where you're yeah. going with this. Yeah. Um, and then this is when Hot realizes that they make a good team. And why not? It's like, you're right. Sol- chemistry is solid. Um, and then they break the Rev's neck. And then another Rev comes and gets them in a chokehold and asks them what their last words are. And Wynonna <laughs> says, I miss Macaulay Calkin. While Hot says, tell Waverly I love her. And Wynonna's like, sure, make me look like an asshole. And this just then, this big creepy guy stabs the Rev with like giant scissors and says, you owe me a wife. What the fuck? <laughs> Hot's like, is this better or worse? Wynonna's like, definitely worse. um so the girls then go running into the bbd office and the monster chases after them i just call him a monster but i do see now like they're calling him a a mountain man or whatever um and jeremy tries to be all tough with a broom not allowing him to pass but the mountain man monster guy is has other um ideas and tells winona and hot that one of them is going to be their his new wife and winona's like "Uh, not it and Waverly catches on and runs into Nedley's office thinking, oh, my God, the mirror isn't the only thing that they broke and realize that the dude is actually a gnome. And they find another gnome that they think that they're going to put together. And meanwhile, Nicole and Hot are trying to convince the gnome to choose the other one. And Winona says of Hot, she'd make a great gnome wife. She's beautiful and annoyingly noble. And she knows she knows um, that Hot's great in bed because her house has super thin walls and Hot like shoots her this look like, what the fuck? <laughs> and Hot says that he should choose Winona because she's funny and irrepressible and funny and she always goes to the mat for people she loves and oh, she's super fertile. <laughs> Winona's like, it was one time. <laughs> and Hot's like, I think it's a good time to tell you that I'm a lesbian. <laughs> Winona's like, oh, like you've experimented. And Hot's like, not with gnomes. <laughs> it is the funniest line. Winona tells Hot to stop being narrow minded because love is love. And then the gnome starts getting all pissy and gets real close to Hot and Winona and then licks Winona's cheek. And he goes, not only do you need a wife, but you, not only do you want a wife, but you need a mint. And then Jeremy and Waverly finish the gnome and realize that it's a girl gnome and puts on the bra and um the the gnome now sees that this this newly configured gnome is monique his wife and then he grabs her and leaves yeah lightning strikes and monique is whole again and they say it's all very sweet and romantic kind of like how jeremy's last grinder date ended yeah And we're back at the homestead and Doc gives Mama a stolen car and some cash and some IDs um, or an ID and offers her his gun. But she's like, you're going to need this, you know, to defend the family. And Doc agrees that her leaving keeps the girls safe. And Mama insists that she's got to go find Julian. Doc gets a little growly and says that, you know, Winona's going to be angry. And then she says, but not at you. She always seems to forgive you. And then she says... Um, he's like, no, you're, you know, you're abandoning, abandoning your family for love. And she's like, oh, like, I'm going to let a vampire lecture me. 
She knows. She knew. She, of course she, she knew. I don't know. I don't know how she knew, but she sure knew. And then that's when I realized too during this part is that the reason he was going through all those IDs was to find her and I to find mama an ID. And I was like, oh, there we go. That all circles back to that yeah. one scene. Um, so then we're back at the BBD office and or we're actually at the police station. And Bunny is at the desks and totally freaks out Winona, who says, like, Oh man, you're out already. I didn't even get a chance to send you flowers. And Bunny claims that it's just a fancy faint. Just a fancy faint. Fancy faint, and she's healthy as an ox. And the only reason that she's there is to tell Hot that she won't be getting Bunny's support. And Winona's like, you bitch, she saved your friggin' life. And what are you, a xenophobe or a homophobe? And Bunny says, why choose just one? And that um, even though it was against her, Winona says that even though it was against Hot's best interest, that she did the right thing and bunny was going to take off by one, but Winona pulled her back and was started talking to her about um, what she saw like out the window. And she's like, well, let's talk about this bunny. Let's talk about what you saw out the window. And um, Bunny's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It was a dream. And then she starts talking about some dream that she has as well about a cruise ship and dudes on a cruise ship, yeah. <laughs> whatever. And, um, Winona calls her out saying that, oh, yeah, Bunny, you think you want to know what's going on in purgatory, but, um, you know, if, but you really don't. And then if you don't back Nicole for sheriff, that Winona will send all the demons over to Bun Bun's house and she better take her seriously because um, Winona just doesn't think that Bunny could survive another fancy faint. And then that's when Bunny confirms that, okay, she will be the next sheriff. Mm -hmm. um turns out that naughty hottie was listening to the whole conversation and brings winona some um hair of the dog because you know man that she was totally feeling like hungover and she said uh, how's your head because i feel like i could hear space and time yeah <laughs> so they actually call a truce and it was kind of sweet and um winona told her that she used to actually think hot was an outsider as well and was concerned that she would break Waverly's heart. And Hot says that she loves Waverly, but she also loves Winona and that she's sorry that she gets jealous and and Winona's like questioning it and she's like, I, I get jealous because you get to be you. And Winona says that she has a streak. Uh, sorry, she has a stake to the land as well and she doesn't have a choice. And Hot's like not understanding what she's getting at. So Winona brings out the picture of young Nedley and saying it was and said it wasn't a black badge that saved you from the cult of Bolshar massacre. It was an idealistic local cop. <laughs> answer the photo. And also in this scene, like it's just such a sweet scene. And it reminds me of the scene in 107 where they're like looking over the files and they're yeah. drinking beers, like yeah. when she wasn't invited to the party. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, Hot tells her that she loves, she's like, uh, Winona, I love her. And I kind of love you too. Yeah. That was sweet. The whole thing was sweet. It was like, so finally, sweet. just some peace, just get some peace between you. I don't think it, I mean, it'll probably all flare up again. I'm, I'm assuming. Cause that's kind of like their relationship, you mm -hmm. know, that's the funny part of their relationship, but it was nice to see him like at least. Right. Call we had this fun episode, but also such a like sweet emotional episode too. Yeah, it was. 
And then we're in Nedley's office and hot knocks as Nedley's pushing the shelf back in place. And he says <laughs> that the dance at the vampire ball really messed up his back. Um, and I legit, I cannot watch this scene without crying every single time. I don't yeah. care how many times I watch it. <laughs> it's just, I fall apart. Um, and there's just this silence and Nicole shows him the photo and he looks up at the ceiling, like, you know, awkwardly and trying not to cry. And then he starts telling the story saying that she was so damn scared, but so damn tough. And that he found her down river from the massacre and she had gotten herself in the canoe and got away. And he kept an eye on her afterward. And he's like, you know, who lets a six-year-old go to a musical festival in the woods? And she's like, well, they've always been selfish. He says that if they could see you now, um, and it turns out Nicole doesn't talk to her parents and Nedley thinks it's because she's gay, but it turns out it's because she's a cop and they don't, they don't respect that her, you know, her career path. Um, and that when he found out she enrolled in the Academy, he couldn't resist offering her the job. And she said, you know, I just knew when I saw the posting that it was where I had to serve. And then she says, <laughs> everything good that I have in my life is because I came back to the ghost river triangle. Mm. And then he says, you're like a daughter to me. <laughs> so sweet. And she throws her arms around him and they're crying and I'm crying and he's crying mm -hmm. and there's crying, mm -hmm. crying, crying. Um, and then she thanks him and says that he's a tough act to follow. And he says, he's not going anywhere if she really needs him and says, right. congratulations, Sheriff, you earned it. That part got me. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere if you need. <laughs> no, um, so we're back at the homestead and we see Waverly sitting at the table and she's crying and she's looking at a letter. And Winona walks in and um, says something quippy. And she's, uh, you know, reading this letter and she says that mama's gone and she's crying. Mama's gone. That she left to find Julian. And the, how could she have done that? They just had Christmas together. It was so they nice. They did just have Christmas together. Yeah. And it was so nice. And Winona says that, you know, they could spend their whole lives trying to figure out why she does what she does. And they already have, in fact. And uh, Waverly makes a comment that at least they now know that she's free. And Winona says, must be nice. Now that I think of it, do you think that's why she was so hell-bent on giving them a great Christmas? She knew then that she was going to go look for Julian. Mm -mm. You don't think so? No, because she didn't know about Bobo. Did she? Yeah. At the end of that episode, she goes and takes Bobo the. Yeah, I know. But in like when she was giving them the good Christmas, she didn't know that Bobo. She found out through conversation after that. You're that right. Bobo... Like toward the end of the meal. Yeah. She's like, oh, you know where that asshole is or whatever. You're right. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm right. But then anyway, so then she <laughs> what? <laughs> and then she sees an envelope for her. And yeah, so we see that she left a note for Winona. And Winona walks outside just as Doc is walking up. And he says he's come bearing a gift and it's Balshar's ring. And Winona's skeptical and she's like, Well, how'd you get it? And he says it may protect you on your upcoming battle. And you know, Nicole had it. She's like, well, why didn't, why don't you just keep it? And he's like, don't lift it. Look, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. And she's like, were you with my mom today? And he's like, well, basically I was her Uber. I mean, Uber. <laughs> and it's all very tense. Right. And he's about to tell her about mama leaving 
and why, but Winona interrupts him to read the note that mama left her. And this is the first time that she's seen him in a week or over right. a week now. Mm-hmm. Right. And it says, dear Winona, don't trust Doc Holliday. He's not what he says he is. And he gets mad and he's like, well, did she tell you that she let Bobo out and, you know, she's reckless and she can't stay here. It's not safe for you. And Melanie's face is just, yeah, tears are ready. And I, this scene, I don't know how it didn't break you because the scene kills me. And she's like, just tell me just tell me who you are. So, you know, he says, I'm who I've always been. And she's growing impatient with him. And she's like, don't talk to me in riddles. Talk to me like you give a shit about me. And he says, you refused me. And then smack, she slaps him. And he's like, why do not, why Nona, I do care. She slaps him again. And he growls and he's like, you're running out of road, Roman. (laughs) (laughs) Let me try again. You're running out of road, woman. <laughs> I can't you were off like you've been practicing that for a little bit. It was that trying, was your time to shine. Do it again. again. <laughs> <laughs> he growls and says, "You're running out of road, woman." <laughs> 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 tell me what you are and she slaps him again and then he growls at her and his eyes are glowing and his fangs come out and then he covers them in shame and like steps back and she's just she mutters kate you let her do this she had you you know what about us what about i mean she's saying all the things right what about alice what would our daughter say oh my god her father sold his soul you wanted your immortality that badly you selfish selfish asshole and it's she's just like spitting this out at him right yeah and he yells at her to watch her mouth and he grabs her and she steps back and she says john henry holiday you're not welcome in my home anymore right and he has tears in his eyes and he's like he's begging her don't you do this and she says no you did this not me yeah and they're both just oh my sobbing. god and it ends. I mean, that was hardcore. It was hardcore. Yeah, I wasn't teary or anything like that, but I was like, because oh, you think about your that love of your life and it ending like that. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, I can't. You just, she's over. And he over did it, it to she's himself. Done. Yeah. And he did it to himself. He did it yeah. to himself. Um, so this scene has a story. And our good friend Kevin was kind enough to share this sound clip from an interview that he and Bonnie did with Tim. Um, So we're going to listen to this and it is used with permission from um, Tales of the Black Batch. Okay. The the end of 307 was was so great. Uh, The next day I had a little um, aloe vera plant in my trailer and a card and the card said, sorry, and then thank you. And that was, that's, that's, that's that's who she is. Now, for any listeners out there who don't know exactly why you would need an aloe vera plant, um, it was you actually told. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you actually told Melanie to to hit you, correct? In those scenes, like oh, actually yeah. slap you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she 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 rocked me a bunch of times. And listen, I would never ever condone this or say this or say actors do that. I'd be the first person to be like that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It's acting. Why? But 
in this situation between the trust that we have for each other. Uh, I just know she wanted to. I knew she needed to. Uh, you know, it's frustrating. We're, we're, we're halfway through the season. We don't know what's happening. My character is going pretty crazy, so she knows that. Um, you know, um, we both, we're down for whatever, but we both don't, we're both not <laughs> opposed to the idea that Doc and Winona have feelings for each other. So we can we realize that the bad things have happened between us. It's two o'clock in the morning, it's freezing cold, and it just needed to happen. It just needed to, it needed to happen. So it did. It was great. To be honest, it was really, it was really great. You have to but have a lot of trust with your scene partner. Of course. Uh, you had to have a lot of trust in her to, to be able to say, okay, you know, we're going to play this um, authentic and real and raw and, and we're going to go for it and you're going to slap me and, you know. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't that have done that. That says a lot. I wouldn't have done that with anybody, mm. with anybody else, I don't think. Uh, but with, with Melanie Scofano, it was just, it was, it was just right. It was just it needed to happen. And, you know, that was the first time that I'd uh, played the vampire. So I didn't know what, 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 how I was supposed to do it because we don't film in order either, right? So that's the first scene where they put the fake teeth in me. And like, I'm trying to do this scene with Mel where like both of us are holding back tears that I've got these fake golden teeth in my mouth. I've got tried the top of like this. And it was, it was, it was crazy. And, and it's weird because when, when I when I when I uh, when I say the line something like uh, you're running out of roll, woman, something like that, um, and then uh, the teeth come, and then and then my initial uh, reaction is to hide the teeth, but that just happened the moment I realized I was ashamed that I would turn into a vampire, and so that was good for me because then I knew at least okay, this is what Doc feels about being a vampire. He's ashamed of it. And he made a bad choice. So I knew right then that it was a bad choice. Because when I read Six, I was like, damn, what the fudge? He became a vampire. But I didn't think about it too much. And then that scene happened. And then in that moment, when I'm doing a scene as Doc Holliday with Winona, and I realize I've broke her heart by doing it, it was pure shame. And it hurt. It hurt a lot more than, than getting slapped, I'll tell you that much. Uh, so I think the tears came from the shame. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that was. It's like their that commitment really cool. to the characters and to the story. And to each other. Yeah. Yeah, that it's was like really neat. to get into that, like that's why they're so believable, mm-hmm. right? It's like you see her mm-hmm. face and it's like they're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you can just picture them as actors and being together you know like you don't want to believe that they're gonna go home separately or whatever like no they belong together for real you know like they have this intensity between them that is obviously personal um but you know man they bring it totally brought it Mm -hmm. that was really cool oh that was nice kevin and bonnie thank you thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. that that was uh and i'll put a link to that um that episode that that the full episode that that's from uh from tales of the black badge in our show notes so you guys can go listen to the whole interview with tim there um but so yeah where did this episode leave you so many questions my um theory about charlie was wrong obviously what did you think um, about charlie? huh what, what were you thinking about charlie 
Remember when he was um, rescuing the people at the fun zone and he made a comment about like, that's what he does or something like that's the person that he is or whatever. And it was just like this weird sense of peace there. And I'm like, man, he, maybe he could be the angel, Mm. but um, obviously I was wrong. So I don't know. I'm pissed at mama. Like I, I, she ruined it. Like I was happy that she was back, but at the same time, I could tell something was going on. She wasn't like being, I mean, obviously she was locked up in a insane asylum for however many years, but, or an institution for however many years, but um, that'll do something to you. But I don't know. There was just always something about her that I wasn't fully trusting. So I'm not surprised that she left, but um, now I wonder if she's going to bring Julian back. Right, the levels of know. dysfunction in this family just mm-hmm. go deep, deep, now, so many layers. Bobo's running wild. Who knows where he is? And right, if the girls are in danger or whatever. And so now Winona and Doc are done? I don't know. Are they? I can't tell you, but <laughs> well, our hearts not, are you, broken. I couldn't tell if you were nodding at my just my talking or yeah, yeah I'm just they're a, done. Like, I'm just acknowledging that I'm listening to. Um, passively listening or whatever that's actively listening and i want to know now is doc gonna have to like start killing off people because he needs to be fed and why is kate living in mercedes's house yeah we still don't know that but that's fine whatever i don't care chill squatter (laughs) but all the electricity's on and everything so it doesn't matter yeah she clearly never turned off the stuff like is she paying rent do they have an agreement what's happening right who knows? But it's purgatory. Not who knows. Right. Um, yeah. So there's like so many just open-ended questions right now. So many. You love Bunny. I love her. <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh, I was going to say Bunny. no, not at all. B-word Bunny. No, I don't like her at all. <laughs> B-word Bunny. Um, you know. Oh, and then we didn't see um, Jeremy's boyfriend again. Where's he? Oh yeah, where is he? I hope he shows up again. So I don't know. It was a good episode. I love the episode. I really love the episode. But there's a lot of questions now. Yeah, we had and, like a lighthearted, got some questions, some heavy stuff at the end. Right. Yeah. Oh God, that was heartbreaking at the end. And I hope that we see somehow Nicole and Nedley's relationship continue, even though he's not going to be sheriff. That's right. We don't know what's going to happen with Nedley. How quickly is she going to be sheriff? Is there a swearing in process? I don't know. Is there there a hand on the Bible? Is there a parade? What happens? Right. Right. We have one email. Ooh. Are you doing? I'm sorry. What was that? I did that because it didn't come through. (laughs) That was saucy. You can't hear it. Your microphone isn't picking it up. Not like my microphone. Whatever, sassy pants. Uh, This message is from Beck. Hey, guys. I hope you're both well, and I love the podcast. Blah, blah, blah. I love 307. It's my absolute favorite episode. I love it from Happy Easter to Nicole all the way to the Winona Doc feels at the end. Firstly, Waverly looks so damn good in that blazer. Although I must say uh, Dom's current look is really doing things for me. To me, especially in that backwards hat. 
insert parched face. Um, secondly, Bunny, God, I love to hate that woman. Yeah. And then there's the why not bromance. I love their friendship so much, the constant jives and gentle bullying, but they also still have each other's back no matter what. Also, mm-hmm. Nicole and Nedley, insert cry face, enough said. Enough, My main enough. reason I love this episode, though, is the behind the scenes bloopers. And you need to show them to Casey if you haven't already. I've seen them so many times, yet still find them hilarious. Anyway, forget what I uh, said at the start. I really do love the podcast. And I really do hope that you're both doing well. Keep up the great work. Talk Aww. soon, Beck. Nice. Thanks, Beck. Did you see in your... um? In your DMs today, I did send one behind the scenes video. No. You'll have to watch it. Yeah, it I will. It doesn't have the the other ones that I have um from the Google because okay. I bought the because I bought the episodes, like I was saying. Yeah. Um, so I'll see I'll see how I can get that to you. Cause okay. I think the one I have from Google has the one um where Nicole walks into the doorway when they're walking into the sheriff's office in that beginning episode that I told you about. Uh-huh. Um, that there's a good outtake where she just like slams right, right into oh, the good. door and they all cracking up, making fun of her. Okay. Um, and we still have drinks from last week that we haven't drank to. And then Ooh. we have drinks this week that we oh, would need to add to it. Um, okay. so I'm just going to go through and thank some people real quick. We could yeah. still drink to them later, but I don't okay. want them to feel forgotten. So last week we still had, uh, drinks from Ashley who bought us three drinks and said, drink up. <laughs> we had drinks from Billy Natasha 91. Uh, today's my 30th birthday. So until <gasps> oh. Earthers can drink together again, here's one on me. Love the Ooh, podcast birthday. so much. It always makes me laugh. And your random stories are amazing. Happy birthday, Billy. Happy Natasha. birthday. Are we saying, do your happy, happy <clears throat> birthday to you? Oh, to, yep. Now remember, it's to the tune of Yankee Doodle Dandy. Happy birthday to, wait, I'm sorry, who was her, what was her name? Billy Natasha, 91. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. To make your birthday turn out right, we sing the song to you, Billy Natasha, 91. Well done. You're going to get a record label deal out of this. I just know it. Uh, J Bailey W four drinks. Your podcast brings me so much happiness. Uh, your, no, your podcast brings so much happiness to so many of us. Thank you for the laughs. Now drink up. Ron <laughs> sent us three drinks. This is too good to pass up, but drink responsibly. Ladies whiskey soaked, but not reckless. Oh, <laughs> part is so fun. Uh, Lisa sent us three drinks. Thanks for all the laughs. Now drink up. Uh, Alice sent two more drinks this Alice. week. Alice is on a mission to get us crazy drunk. Uh, she also sent us some pickup lines. So here's her pickup line to you. Okay. Do you have a sunburn or are you always this hot? Oh! oh. And now this is just weird because I have to say the pickup line to myself, but it's, uh-huh. did you just come out of the oven? Because you're hot. <laughs> Which is weird to say to myself. Uh, then we got uh, two drinks from Jade, and it says, "Can't wait to hear 307 reaction." Been listening since the beginning, and love y'all. Aww. Bless y'all for taking it for the team and trying to finish those bottles of banana liqueur. <laughs> we're gonna finish them. Oh, we're finishing. I'm gonna have to yeah. Google another recipe. That oh really? Because I really like that last one. But we can finish. We, we can can't yeah, just keep do a different. The same I know you're right. Oh my god, I'll spice it up. Fine, 
but it was good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you enjoyed it. (laughs) All right. You got anything else you want to tell anyone? Mm, No. I literally can never remember what comes next in the next episode. Like as soon as it'll start, I I remember, but like I... it spaces me out every time. But now we're going to be on episode eight. How many are there in this season? Twelve. Oh, God. I'm almost done. <gasps> oh, God. And we're going to have a special guest for episode ten. Yay. Yay. Um, should we tell them now? Tell us Mr. Yeah, promised Mr. Oh. Kevin he could come visit us uh, yes. for episode ten. Yes. That's so we'll have to schedule that soon, but week will be on eight. Cool. Cool, cool. You can find us uh, on the internet at whynot.com and you can find us on Twitter at whynotp. Bye. Goodbye. Oh my god, that is so loud. Oh my god, that is so loud. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Chandler Bing. <laughs> Leave meeting. Click. Don't you dare. How are you? What?